Hello, and welcome to the Purpose Podcast with Andrew Lamoris. Uh, hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Good to see you today. Good to see you, too. I am, of course, Andrew's trusty co-host, Andrew Bogue, and uh, we're excited today to be bringing back uh, our very special guest. Uh, he is the founder of Because International, Kenton Lee. Yeah, Kenton Lee is this guy who developed this amazing shoe that grows five sizes. And a few years ago, we brought him to our medics kickoff meeting and we collaborated not only with him and our team, but we surprised him and brought in all these kids who had lived in an orphanage in Africa, really to help innovate and redesign this shoe to help him and, and the people that actually wore the shoe in different parts of the world. It was amazing, absolutely amazing event that we did together uh, as a team to impact our Ohana at Medics. Yeah, Kenton is is such an interesting person and the organization that he founded is, is doing so many great things. And, you know, it was a great conversation we had with him, you know, discussing, you know, our experience with him two years ago and then also seeing, you know, what he's done in the meantime in the new program uh, that he's excited to talk about his Pursuit Incubator. So um, it's, a, it's a great episode. It was a great conversation and uh, we're excited to share it with you. And I love during COVID-19, there's a lot going on, right? Coronavirus is happening everywhere. And here's a social entrepreneur doing everything he can to positively impact the lives of people globally. And I, I think everybody should listen. This is a really good show. Yeah, I know we can all use a, a little good news these days. So uh, yeah. without further ado, here's our interview with Kenton Lee. Okay, we are here with our special guest for today's episode, Kenton Lee, the founder at Because International. Hey, Kenton, welcome back to the podcast. Well, thanks so much. It's great to be here. Yeah, we were saying, I mean, it's been about two years since the last time we talked, which is incredible for all of us. I mean, it does not feel like it was that long ago, kind of the, the memories of the experience we shared um, with you at, at a, you know, a medics event all those years ago is, is really stuck with us. So we're, we're so happy to see you back on the podcast today. I, I agree. It's uh, you guys are, are friends and yeah, it does not seem like it's been a couple years, but so excited to chat today and excited to give everybody an update and uh, share some new things too. We are friends because we shared probably one of the best highlights of my career when we brought you to Chicago. And, and, and for those of you that are listening for the first time, Kenton developed and built a shoe that grows. So he'll tell the story a little bit about that, but we collaborated on a, a kickoff meeting where we brought in some kids who had uh, previously lived in an orphanage in Africa, in Sierra Leone, Africa. And we brought them into Chicago kind of as a surprise. And, and we broke up into pods. I don't know. We had like two, 300 people there. We broke up into pods and, and Kenton allowed those kids to help him redesign some of those shoes or those shoes that grow uh, for kids that were like them when they were in an orphanage uh, in Africa. Do you remember some of the highlights of that event, Kenton? I do. I do. I, I remember, you know, I'm, I'm from Idaho. And so first of all, just being out in Chicago was was crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's a big city. It's a big city. So, um, you know, but it was so fun being being there with all of you. And then with the event. So one of the things with our shoes, we are always trying to make them better. You know, like my, my team and I, we do not think that we have perfected 
uh, our, our design or anything like that. So we're always trying to make them better. So I loved, we had two really unique things at the kickoff because we had your team, we had your medics team who are, you know, primarily U.S. Uh, based and, and born and raised here in the U.S., but really creative people, really innovative people. So they were looking at design and and trying to think creatively about yeah how could we do this this design uh, you know make it better make it make it different here or there and then at the same time we had these these young people from uh, Sierra Leone who they grew up around this you know kind of uh, poverty and and the challenges that come with poverty and and they had gone barefoot they had worn shoes that didn't fit you know they had personally experienced this. So if, if memory serves, I think as we split and everyone into those groups and those pods, I think we had one of the, the young people um, from Sierra Leone in each of those pods. Yep, that's right. They, they brought this such, you know, such a personal experience in the trenches, which you really have to have that. But then your team brought their own experiences and their own creativity. And uh, we had these giant poster boards and we, we had put a design of the shoe on the poster board, but then everybody got to just, just riff on it. You know, they were drawing, they were writing little comments, they were putting arrows here, there, and uh, it was, that was so fun. And I, I think one of the lasting memories from, from, from my point of view of that time, and I'll, I'll share some of the things we did with those ideas too, but one of my lasting memories, I thought it was going to be pulling teeth to get people to come up in front of everybody on, on the stage and share some of their ideas. I, I wanted to try to have a few people share. I thought I was going to have to pull people up and, you know, force people to come up and share. And I, I still remember standing on the stage and we'd already been sharing for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. And there was a line of people. And it was like, <laughs> it was like someone from your team and then a student from Sierra Leone, someone from your team, a student like they were in these little pairs and they wanted to come up and share their ideas yeah. and i just thought that was so cool your your team just jumped at the chance to to make a difference and and to innovate with us and uh, i i loved that that was such a fun such a fun experience i definitely i think that part of that is uh kenton you you definitely bring um a contagious energy right to to the project um and and definitely to that session there and i i think it very quickly caught on with with the rest of our team and you know especially having those young people um kind of driving the conversation too it made a, a huge difference and you know i know around that time you know we helped um to send you know some shoes some somewhere in the neighborhood of 600 shoes um, to, to Sierra Leone in Africa and, and you know, try to um, support the mission of the shoe that grows. And I, I was wondering for our listeners that maybe did not hear the, the first time we had you on the podcast too, um, could you just give us a quick rundown of, you know, the shoe that grows and kind of the bigger picture too for Because International and, and the work you're doing uh, across the world right now? Yeah, sure thing. I'll, I'll do a long story short on it, but uh... <laughs> Essentially, I, I lived in Africa at, at an orphanage in Kenya uh, right after college. And that's where I had this idea for a shoe that could adjust and expand its size. I, I saw so many kids uh, either not wearing any shoes or wearing shoes that were just way too small for their feet, shoes they had outgrown. 
mm-hmm. and they just did not have any any options to to get more shoes that that would fit and so uh you know made it back to idaho and and for the next six years i i grabbed a few friends and we worked on this design for a a possible shoe that could grow and uh it took us a long time but we finally did it and we started a, a nonprofit organization called Because International, just to put a little structure around it. But um, we had 3,000 pairs of shoes in my guest bedroom. Uh, this was just a hobby. This was just a, kind of a passion project on the side. Um, you know, we, we were so excited that we had, we had made it. We made what we call the shoe that grows, a shoe that can grow five sizes and it can last for years. Um, but again, it was just a hobby. And then about five years ago is uh, 2015, um, we accidentally went viral. We had a story come out online about our shoe idea and it just, it just sparked this wave of publicity that um, like overnight everything changed. So, so since then, in the last five years, we have yeah. distributed, uh, including your 600, we have distributed uh, over 300,000 pairs of wow. the shoe that grows to kids in over 100 countries. And, and just like with you guys too, so we've actually worked with over 4,000 groups to, to do those distributions because that's one thing I like about what we do. We're, we, we don't want to recreate the wheel. You know, we, we thought we had a, a good idea for a shoe that could make a difference, but like I don't, I don't know the right kids, right? Like, I don't know who should be receiving a, a, these shoes, who really needs it. Um, and so we love working with groups, nonprofits, churches, schools, orphanages, whoever it is, anybody that works with kids, we try to work with them. And if shoes are an issue, if they have kids who, who their feet are growing like crazy and they just can't afford to keep them in shoes that fit, that's where we feel like we have a pretty good solution. Mm-hmm. And, and on top of that, we know that shoes don't solve every problem, um, but we, we do believe that they are a small thing that makes a big difference. And so our team is, is on fire to try to get the shoe that grows to as many people as we can. Um, and then again, try to make it you know, the best shoe that it could be. So that's where it was so fun. It was like w- with your kickoff and, and getting to know you and your team, it incorporated like every part of what we love because the 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 group that you work with in Sierra Leone, some of those leaders were were there, and so I got to connect with them personally. So that when we sent the shoes and facilitated those shipments, I mean everything went super smooth. So I loved working with that new partner. We loved uh, hearing right directly from the kids, from your team, about you know how can we make this better and better. We love getting the shoes, you know, to, to, to kids who need them. We loved your, your generosity uh, at the kickoff was unbelievable. So that was just such a special experience. And uh, it's, it's kind of fun that we're still, we're still friends, you know, we're still, yeah. and, and I, I try to practice what I preach too. So I, I wear a pair of the shoes every single day and uh, I've worn mine for uh, over five years now. Right. Uh, so I, I had on my shoes. I had them on when I was there in Chicago with you guys. And uh, I, I, I'm just so proud that we were able to um, take that, that, just that little idea and turn it into a, a really great product 
and now actually a little update for for you and and your, your listeners uh we now produce all of our shoes in kenya so we, wow. we just we just love kenya it's where the idea started we love kenya so much so there's a small factory on the coast of kenya that uh, now makes every pair of the shoe that grows and employs about 15 people um, working just on on our shoes and so we're we're so excited to not only get a, a great pair of shoes to kids that really makes a difference in their lives but also trying to employ as many people as we can through the production of the shoes so we're we're so excited about uh about this little product and and the difference that it's making that's that, awesome that's a great update to share too because i had been listening to our first episode talking with you um in preparation for us uh, connecting again and at that time you were actually talking about how excited you were to be working with your first international teammate out in Kenya uh, at, at that time. Um, so I was definitely interested to, to hear the follow-up there and that, you know, uh, the, the shoes you're wearing might be the same from two years ago, but sounds like the, the organization has come a, come a long way. That's right. That's right. And uh, I, I, I don't want to forget this too, but um, one other cool thing about our shoes now, different, different than a couple years ago, so one of the ideas, your team at the kickoff had so many ideas um, and, and so many of them were just, just wild. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I wish we could have done all the ideas, but, but it was interesting. As I brought the, those big poster boards, I put them in my bag, I brought them home. And as I really started to go through those, um, there, there was a, a theme with many of them. And it, it had to do with the, the back of our shoe. And it was something that as we thought more about it, we, we had heard people talk about this a lot as well. And we were kind of wondering how, just how we could make it happen. So the basics of it is this, um, as people in, uh, especially India and countries where they take their shoes off and, and put them on, take them off, put them on a, a lot, especially when they go into homes and, and, and different areas, um, often they prefer a sandal that, that is more of a slip-on that does not have a back to it. Now, when we first made our shoes, we made them with this really solid back because I noticed in Kenya that kids love to play soccer. You know, they love to play soccer all over the world. And I thought instead of a, a, a flip-flop that's kind of difficult to run with, I want, I want a good sandal that really is more of a shoe um, and, and less of a flip-flop. And so we, we made it that way. But, but then again, we had people who, who did prefer to have a, a slip-on, something more of like a, like a flip-flop. And so we took uh, some feedback from, from kids in the field that we've, that we've been listening to. And then we took some, uh, some ideas from our time with the kickoff and we finally pulled the trigger on a change. So the back of our shoe now uh, has an adjustable Velcro strap, but it's not anchored to anything. So if kids want to, they could use the strap, they could strap it on, make it as tight as they want. They can run all day, you know, and, and, that, and that's, that shoe's not gonna come off. Or they could just completely remove that whole back strap yeah. And they can slip on and off that shoe, you know, without having to bend down and touch it or anything, just, just like they would a, you know, very easy kind of flip-flop slip on. And That's so awesome. 
we were so so excited for you know it, it's fun to just see things kind of come together and and probably something i've learned these past five years trying to trying to work with a product trying to work with designs and you know everything costs money and and everything takes time i i didn't realize that it really does it takes collaboration it takes time it takes effort to even make like one change you know yeah. and yeah. and i didn't realize that that it was going to be like that i thought everything could happen really fast really quick but um but when you make the right change then that becomes like such a positive part of your product moving forward so we made that change uh probably about a year and a half or or so ago and it's been like one of people's it's like one of their favorite um uh dimensions of our shoe That's is good. the back and it yeah. can kind of be whatever they want it to be right and so um again just that was just such a special time with medics with your team you all jumped into that project with i mean with such enthusiasm and uh again not every change we didn't take all of your ideas but yeah. but that one idea really did bubble up to the surface it matched up with something we'd heard before and then we were able to put in the time and energy to make it make it happen and now it's a part of our shoes yeah it's great it's just a, such a great story and the one thing that kind of sparked in my brain when you were talking was being a, a social entrepreneur and wanting to really be, live our core purpose of positively impacting lives. We talked a lot about that to you before you came out and spoke to us. And, and obviously you've been doing that since you started your organization. One question I have for you is so many social entrepreneurs today during COVID-19 coronavirus are probably, you know, going through, uh, some some changes, just like we are as an organization. What are some of the things that you've seen? Have you talked to other uh, uh, um, organizations like yourself that are that are, are impacting lives? Uh, what what have you seen? What have you heard? How are, how are organizations making it today um, in in your space? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, I the honestly the the first thing that people usually talk to me about or, or kind of what the, what the conversation always turns to is money. And, and I, I kind of wish that wasn't the case, but it, it, it especially just right now, you know, I, I know so many um, of my peers were focused on, boy, what's happening to either my sales or, or my fundraising, you know, they're just so worried about what that looks like in, in this, you know, not only, uh, not only social distance world now, but just in, in the midst of, of, you know, recession and, and, and things just really slowed down. And, and so uh, it's, you know, I, I, I wish that, uh, I wish that, I wish that I, for myself and for other social entrepreneurs, I wish all we had to worry about was our mission and that's it. Right. I, I, I wish we could just do that, but, um, but you have, you have to, you have to support it, you know, you, you have to make money and, and so that really has seemed to be the biggest challenge. Um, and, and for us, and, and something I'm encouraging, there's, there, there are a few organizations where I, I sit on the board and it was kind of one of my, one of my first conversations with, with the leadership was, uh, and, and something I'm preaching to myself too, is you know, really, really lean on your partners, lean on those who, who, who love what you're doing, 
whether it's donors, whether it's customers, whether it's you know actual partners or foundations or whoever it might be. People uh, that get it, people that really get it. People that are with you, people that can lock arms and, and, and go through this with you. You know, and, and you don't have to be desperate about it, but you can be honest and you can let them know what you're going through and, and, and see if they can, if they can help. I, I know for me and for many others, I've, I've had some of the most meaningful donations to our organization in the last couple of months. Um, I've asked a lot of people in the last few months. Not all of them have said yes. Um, some of them have said yes, and it's been really difficult. It's been a sacrifice for them to say yes, and I know that. Um, and then others have capacity, and they were happy for me to ask and for me to let them know what was going on. So I, I know for me, I'm encouraging social entrepreneurs and any, anyone in this space, um, don't don't hide, you know, don't, <laughs> don't, uh, don't, don't just close off your, your idea, your business, your, your enterprise, your passion. Don't just close it off because you, you can only see challenges and roadblocks. I mean, if you're going to go down, go down fighting, right. You know, but, right. <laughs> but you don't need to go down either, but, but either way, you know, put yourself out there, talk to people who, who, who get it, who love you, who support you, and uh, and then at the same time, try to help others too. That's that was one of the biggest things for me. I'm I'm talking way too much here. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. You're good. Um, but just just Love one it. final one final thing. I it was important for me to, to to practice this in my own life and leadership, if I'm going to encourage others too. But something I tried to do. I I had this mentality ever since March. I've had this mentality. If anybody asks me for help, I'm going to say yes. And I might not be able to do everything, you know, that they're asking, but I am not going to turn anybody down. If anybody needs, needs any help and, and they ask me, um, I'm, I'm there for them. And so I've been trying to do that because if, if I'm going to ask others for help, but I'm being stingy with my own, you know, generosity and, and time and energy, I, that, that's, that's, that's not quite right. You know, so, so I'm, I'm going to ask others and I'm going to say yes when others ask me. And I've, I've been encouraging people to have that, have that kind of an attitude. Um, and it's crazy. March was what, f four, four months ago. It seems like a lifetime ago, yeah. but, um, but we, we finished the, the first half of the year. We finished it above our projections. We, we had to revise our projections, but <laughs> We, we finished it above our projections. And again, some of the most uh, meaningful donations and conversations that, that I have had in the past five years have, have come in these last four months. Our first conversation, you were talking about, you know, starting, you know, working out of your home um, and, you know, just getting it off the ground in that way. So, you know, I would guess that a remote working situation or, or you know, working from home is, is not completely out of the ordinary for you. But it's got to be a challenge being somebody who who believes so much in collaboration um, and such a world traveler um, to kind of have all these you know different restrictions and guidelines in place. Um, so, are you finding the ways that you're making these connections? You know, having to adapt, and you know, how how are you doing that to still have that spirit of you know collaboration and connection alive in everything you're doing? Because it's you know driven so much of where you're at today is is from that, right? 
Yeah, and it's it's been difficult. And I'm 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 actually truly I'm more of an introvert, um, but I but I really do love people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even I have missed. I have missed people these last few months, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's been difficult even for introverts. And so, you know, the, the first thing we, we did was really ensure that our team had, had energy and let's, let's see if I get the word right. I, I learned it at the kickoff. Was it o- Ohana? Ohana. Is that the word? That's, That's right. it. Family, let's go. Family feeling. So, you know, we, I, that was important for me and, and my partner, to, to ensure that our team just really felt motivated and energized and, and, and they were ready f- as much as you could be, you know, ready for what's coming. Sure. And because we love being together and I'm, I'm sure medics, you know, d- does as well. Like it's just, it's so good to be together with your team. Um, and so, you know, we, we tried to set up little, little text groups and, and there's something called Marco Polo. We set that up and we like tried to have all these little avenues for us to still, still work hard but also have fun and and still you know engage with with each other and so um yeah so i once i knew our team had kind of the tools to to handle this then it became yeah how do we still connect with people how do we connect with people a world away we we had a a trip planned uh to take uh, about 30 people to kenya that we had to cancel you know things like that just how do we still connect with people and I don't think I have a great answer for it. You know, I, I, I just know that um, we, we just tried real hard, <laughs> I guess, you know, we, lots of, lots of zoom calls and, and lots of, lots of, you know, maybe putting a little extra effort into an email or, or into a, 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 a WhatsApp, you know, message or, or stuff like that. Um, I, that's, that is something. And, and it's, it is, it is our number one challenge the the lack of whether it's us or whether it's our partners so the the most of the shoe that grows most of our shoes get to where they're going by people taking it with them on a on an international trip on a mission trip or or whatever and and so with travel being canceled postponed we not only our shoes are not getting where they're supposed to be going but we're losing that kind of connection to, to the kids that we, that we serve. Yeah. And so we developed this phrase that we really latched onto that you, um, you don't have to go to give, you know, we really try to connect with our donors and our partners and others that, you know, maybe you were so excited to go on that trip and deliver a hundred pairs of the shoe that grows, but you're not going on the trip, but can you still fundraise? Can you still donate so that kids can receive those shoes? You know, cause, cause in Kenya, we can still distribute shoes. Like we still have ways of, of getting our shoes to the right, to, to, to kids who need them. It just might look a little different and it might not be someone personally taking the shoes with them on a trip, but we still, we still want the kids to have that resource. You know, we still want the kids to get the shoes it just looks different. So we, we really latched onto that phrase. You don't have to go to give. And, and for me, I've been trying to hold on to that kind of like, I, I don't have to be there in person to still connect with people and, and to still, to still, you know, engage with them. But it's, to be honest, like it, it's been hard and uh, we still haven't quite figured out how to do it really well yet. Well, I think it, we're working with 4,000 organizations and distributing over 300,000 shoes 
you have a good base of, of customers like medics who know what it's like to do that. So it's got to be a little bit viral in these times because, you know, what, what still is one constant is that people need, need to, you know, need to give back and, and want to give back. And uh, yeah. I think you've done a good job of, of, you know, getting what you're doing out there so people can see it and understand it. We're doing this podcast so people can hear about not only that, but the other interesting and fun things that you're doing around, uh, around um, uh, uh, the pursuit incubator. I'd like yeah. to lean into that a little bit um, because I just think I'm super passionate about this also. I'd like to understand how it happened. How did you start this pursuit incubator? How'd you get the name? Uh, talk about what it is. And let's, let's dig into that a little bit. Yeah, so th- this is our newest program and we are so excited about it. And basically it, it came from this, from this thought. Um, should Because International just be a kind of a, a shoe company you know is is the only thing we do is work with the shoe that grows or are there other products that we that we could could work with to to help connect the kids and 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 try to bring jobs you know through these other products too so our our team we were so excited to to kind of be more than just the shoe that grows we all wanted to work with with additional products too and then we thought where are these going to come from does it come from our team in idaho and we didn't, we didn't think so. You know, we, we really believe that innovation um, happens up close. And, you know, just, just like at the kickoff, to have those kids there from Sierra Leone who they, they knew it, they experienced it, they grew up with it. Like they had that firsthand, firsthand knowledge of, of, of those challenges. Um, there's just no replacement for that. So we thought we're not the ones to think of the next ideas for great products that could make a difference. But there are so many people living in countries around the world and they see the issues. They, they see these problems every day and they have ideas. They have ideas for products that could help solve these problems. What if we just helped them? That was really what we thought. What if like we know firsthand like how hard it was. It took me six years to work on my, on my product idea. So if for someone living in a developing country that has a great idea for a product that can make a difference, but they're having a hard time just to, to bring it to life. Could we come alongside them and help them out? You know, we're not perfect at this stuff, but the last few years we've gotten a lot of experience designing, manufacturing, um, you know, selling, raising support for a, for a product. And so, so we decided let's jump in with this. We want to help young global entrepreneurs pursue their ideas for great products that can make a big difference. So we thought, let's call it the Pursuit Incubator and let's just get started. Let's just have one training. So we have a 60 day online training that helps them get to the next step with their idea. Maybe someone just has the idea and they need to work on the design. Maybe someone has the design and they need to make that first prototype or maybe someone already has their product uh, ready to go and they're just not quite sure how to launch it or sell yeah. it. Um, we, are, we, we have this great training to come alongside them. We have coaching, we have mentoring. We just kind of thought, let's start there. And our goal was let's work with five. Let's try to find five entrepreneurs we could work with. And this was last year in 2019. We ended up working with 18 entrepreneurs last year. 
And this year we just finished a cohort of 10 entrepreneurs. We have another cohort of 10 coming up in the fall and we've had over 200 entrepreneurs apply to be a part of this program. We, we have been shocked at how many people primarily young and primarily female, but we've been shocked at how many young entrepreneurs from around the world have great <laughs> ideas for products that can make a difference. And if there's anything we can do to help them, that's, that's, the, that's the heartbeat of our pursuit incubator. We don't wanna see any good idea be wasted. And if there's anything we can do to help, let's help make these product ideas turn into a reality. What I think is so interesting there, and I think connects to you know the same thing that we were just talking about. And um, Andrew, I know you've had some experience with this too in the last few months. Is that you know when you're dealing with something that has uncertainty, right? Whether it be this global pandemic or starting a new venture like this, you know, pursuit incubator that you know you're not quite sure where it's going to go. How how important is it to have you know a rock solid purpose? that's driving everything behind this for, for both, you know, your team uh, members individually, and then as an organization as a whole, like how much of a difference does that make, do you think? Oh, that's, uh, that, that's huge. It, it has to start with that purpose or, or with, with that mission. And even for mm -hmm. us, we, we had to go kind of that, that very first step as an, as an organization, what is our mission? You know, cause we really had to decide, are we just about the shoe that grows right. or is, is our mission really larger than that? And once we decided, no, it's larger than that, you know, that because everything has to fit within your mission, right? You, you shouldn't be doing something if it's not within your mission. So, um, so once we really settled on, yeah, it's larger than that. And then it was developing kind of a purpose or a mission for, for this pursuit incubator. And, and I think that's such a great place to start because everything else uh, is open for, for change, right? Like even as we got started, the, the first couple entrepreneurs, I worked with them one-on-one -on -one, and I took them through this little training like individually and it just didn't work. It, it, it wasn't working as well as it should have. So then we developed this, this cohort model and, we, and we're taking people through it together and now they get to connect with each other and, they, and then we started doing it where we had uh, myself and others on our team, we were the coaches. We were coaching these, these entrepreneurs with a phone call every week but then it just, it, it got so busy for our team and we weren't doing it well, like very well. <laughs> so then we, we, we got these volunteer coaches. We have, we have a couple of retired business people that have come in and they, and they love it and they're so good at it. And it's like the highlight of their week where for us, it was, it was beginning to, I it just, it, we, it wasn't as important as it should have been. And so it's like all, it's like the, the function, the, the, the way you do things, the, the delivery system, all of that stuff can change. And as you, as you get started with something, especially with COVID and all that stuff, I mean, there is just so much change. But, but for us, we, we were fine dealing with all those, all those kind of secondary changes because we knew the purpose of our organization. We knew the purpose of this program. And we, we just wanted to you know, accomplish that mission. And, yeah. and didn't, we didn't really care how we did it. We just wanted to accomplish that, accomplish yeah. that mission. So it's been fun to see the program change and adapt. And, and just now we're starting to feel like we've really got the beginnings of, of something really good. And, and now we're trying to figure out how can we 
really rally a lot of support to to make this the just the best um, you know incubator, the best training, the best resource it can be, so that these entrepreneurs can bring an amazing world-changing product to life, and so they can employ as many people as they can with with within the business of that product. Talk talk to us about like just give us an example of are most of the products that are being thought of or or uh, um, the entrepreneurs that are that are coming up with these ideas are most of them around the same idea to impact lives around them like something that they notice that if they can build it it can help people around them. It, you know it it is, um, but with one small uh, change, I'll just add a couple words to that. So. Uh, all of the ideas that we work with, all of the entrepreneurs we work with um, are passionate about changing the lives of people and the earth. I've, mm. I've been actually wow. um, pleasantly surprised, I think, at how many of our entrepreneurs, that is a deal breaker for them. You know, like, like their product needs to not only change lives, it needs to change, you know, have a positive impact on the planet as well. And, wow. um, and, and, and they're so passionate about that. One of, my, one of my favorite entrepreneurs that we've worked with so far, um, his name is Tony. He lives in Uganda. And uh, for, for generations, there's this plant. It looks like a bamboo t- tree a little bit, uh, like a very miniature bamboo to me, but they call it grass. But it's this long grass that, that for generations they have used as a straw. It's very hard and, and it's hollow on the inside. And they use it as a straw, especially there's this certain fruit in Uganda, almost like a coconut. And you have to stick in a straw to kind of drink the juice. And so um, Tony really wants to employ people in his local area. He's very passionate about that. And he's really passionate about trying to remove single-use plastics from, 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 from the world, from the marketplace. And so he's taken this like generational, this really local uh, solution and he's trying to turn that into a business so when he came to us he had he has a great product he has a great story he just wasn't quite sure how to kind of what what business model should be around it and so we've been so happy to work with tony to figure out ways to sell his straws both locally and internationally we're trying to get him set up on on some international sales Um, and we're trying to get him to think about what other products can you make from this material you know, can you break it down? Is it, is it possible you, you could make silverware, you could make plates, you could make, you know, what other single use plastics can you help replace? And so, um, you know, it's it, one of the best things about the program is we're not doing the work for them. You know, we're not, we're not taking Tony's idea and, 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 you know, trying to run with it ourselves or anything like that. We are just providing this framework for empowerment for Tony. And he is more than willing to put in the work, to yeah. put in the blood, sweat, and tears. He is more than willing to, to take this as far as it can go. He, he just needed a tiny bit of, of help from us to, to create some, some opportunities for, for him to be empowered. And now, like a, like a rocket ship, I can't wait to see how far Tony can go with this idea. It's Fantastic. great. 
Yeah, lo love to hear, you know, the ways that you're taking your own experience and your own journey, you know, to, to get to where you were with, you know, your, your great idea um, to now take this, you know, and notice that in, in other people coming up, um, you know, young people with ideas that, you know, are trying to focus them in, in a certain way. And, you know, again, channeling, channeling anything like that through, uh, through a system with purpose seems to, you know, make it a lot clearer, you know, on, on the other side, because I know that's something we've talked about a whole lot in the last few months too, is that, you know, you having to pivot, having to do different things that maybe you didn't expect. Um, you know, all those things become so much easier when you've got a, you know, a pretty simple direction set out in front of you. It's like, okay, well, does this fit into what I'm trying to do? You know, and in, and in this case, you know, if he's passionate about, you know, getting rid of those plastic items, you know, okay, is this choice going to, you know, speak to that mission and what I'm trying to achieve? Um, and I'm, I'm so happy to also hear that word um, empower, because I know that that's something our team has been looking at a lot lately too. And, you know, uh, you know, the name of our game is to, you know, empower job seekers and, you know, people to, to take charge of their careers too. And we're going to be there to support them. But end of the day, like this is for them to, to find those opportunities and make the most of them um, themselves. So, you know, that, that word carries, carries a lot of weight for us as well. Awesome. And, and, you know, even something, uh, Andrew and I had a phone call a couple of weeks ago and something that stuck with me and, and something I'm excited to, to really add into our program these next few years so for many of the entrepreneurs we work with, it's their first idea and, and they're really excited and passionate about it, but it, it might not work, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so we, and, and we want to help them realize that, you know, we, we, we want to be honest with them if, if, it, if it just isn't going to work. Um, but we also want them, so through our training, through our program, um, we not only want to help work on their idea, we want to help work on them. You know, we want yeah. them to be the best entrepreneur they can be. We wanna invest into them and, and, and really provide empowerment for them individually as an entrepreneur because maybe this is not the idea. You know, maybe it's the next one or, or the one after that or the one after that. And so I, I, I know Andrew, we talked just a little bit about, you know, knowing yourself and, 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 and recognizing certain skills and and strengths that you have. And so we're, we're starting to think about ways that we could incorporate that into our training as well. So, so hopefully on, on the other end, you know, people can, can hopefully have some success with their product, but even if it doesn't have, have the success they were hoping, they are in such a strong position to continue to be an entrepreneur, to continue to, to be a social, you know, entrepreneur and, and create additional uh, solutions that are gonna that are gonna help people, and uh, again, if we can be if we can play any part in that, if we can help them uh, get to that point, um, man, we're just we're just so excited to yeah provide that empowerment for them to to make the most of of, of their their own strengths and skills that they already have, and we're just really just kind of help helping give them a nudge, helping point them in the right direction, and uh, they are so excited to work hard to to make things happen. Well, we're, we're excited to, to support there. We think that there's, there's such a huge amount people can learn about themselves once they understand truly what their soft skills are, or maybe their product is doing well, but yet they need help with, hey, how come I'm not able to communicate a message or how come I'm not able to do certain things in my career 
you know, you can help those people in a lot of different ways. One of the things that I was really inspired that you said was a lot of the entrepreneurs that you have in Kenya are women. And, and, and I'm, I'm just, I'm inspired by that because I, I'd like to just understand first, are they first time entrepreneurs? Um, what is the average wage? Uh, talk to me about some of the social stuff, because I think often enough, I love the story. A lot of people think that, oh yeah, that person started that company. They had, you know, X dollars. When I started medics, I was in debt. You know, I was in debt. I, I, I had lost my job after September 11 and I had to move in with my father-in-law. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, there, there was, it wasn't an easy street type of thing. So I, I love hearing the, the stories. What are, what are some of the statistics and or things that you are inspired by with some of these, some of these entrepreneurs? Yeah, I'm, I'm very inspired. So the, the ones that we have worked with um, 80% of our applicants and, and then the ones who have, have joined us um, are, are, are female and the vast majority, I think uh, all of the ones we've worked with and, and vast majority of our applicants too are, are under 30 years old and uh, they are just so inspiring. So some of the women we work with um, and I, you know, ev every country is a little different, but I, I know uh, Kenya and Uganda, I kind of know, know the best. And so the, you know, the, the poverty line there for, for kind of extreme poverty, it's right around that kind of $2 a day sort of range. And the, the women uh, entrepreneurs that we work with, they don't make much more than that. You know, they're, they're really, they're just getting started. Um, one of my favorite ones, uh, she's a, a young lady from, from Kenya. She, she saw so much uh, uh, waste, so much uh, plastic waste that, that should be recycled and, and wasn't. And, and so she, again, she wanted to help the earth and she wanted to help people. And so, and then she saw that she didn't have a job and, and that her friends didn't have jobs. And so now she makes these awesome, uh, she makes purses, she makes shopping bags, she makes backpacks out of recycled uh, plastic. And, and they look great and they don't really cost that much to make or sell. She's not, she's not making a ton of money, but she employs two of her friends and just the three of them together, it's, it's so fun to talk to them. And, and so when we provided our training, I mean, they jumped at the opportunity to, to get better, to build their business, to make their business stronger, because they know the better their business does, the, the more plastic is going to be taken out of, of, there's this little local dump that they pull it from, the more plastic they can, they can get out of there. Even one of their plans is to pay, uh, they call them youths, um, but to pay the, the young people to, to go be the, the kind of the, the, the finders of all the plastic. Like they want to pay, not very much, you know, but they want to pay uh, these young people around them to go find the plastic. They want to employ people on their team to make the plastic into a material they can use and then make these purses, shopping bags, backpacks. And so again, um, yeah, they're not starting with venture capital money, they're not, they don't have millions in the, in the bank and they're not doing a series A, you know, uh, 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 funding or anything like that, but they, but, but they also, um, and we teach them it's okay. It's okay to have hopes and dreams. You know, they want to do well. They want to do well for, for their community. They want to do well for themselves and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, and, 
and we teach them that they're they're trying to raise the standard of life for themselves and their families so they're making more than two dollars a day you know and and many of them they they work other jobs while they get the idea off the ground andrew i'm sure you you've done that too you know i i did that myself i the the six years i was working on the idea for the shoe that grows it was it was nights and weekends right it was you know i i had a different full-time job uh during the day and so um they they get that and that's actually one of the one of, one of the fun parts of this training is for myself and our team and, and the volunteer coaches that we have, um, all of us have, have some entrepreneurial experience and we're able to really, you know, it's, it's different. They're in Kenya, I'm here in the US, but still at a certain level, we are able to relate to them uh, as, as entrepreneurs. And we know how tough it is. And we know that you gotta grind, you gotta <laughs> hustle. You got to knock on doors. You got to, you know, you're going to try things. You're going to fail. You're going to struggle. You, you know, all of that, like we get it and we're right there with them. And, and I think that's one part of our program that has really been working is that we are entrepreneurs and we're, we're talking to other entrepreneurs and uh, there's some, there, there's a, there's a bond. I don't know. There's some, <laughs> there's, you well, know, you know, the struggle, you, you, you know, the struggle for sure. For and, sure. and in this case with, 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 with these folks, it's not only um, the, the purpose is, is, is probably a dual purpose. It's survival. It's, right. it's, it's, you know, to what you said, you know, you know, changing society habits, you know, saving the earth, creating jobs. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's absolutely, it's absolutely awesome to be that you're in a position right now, especially we're talking about during COVID-19, We've had a lot of struggles, you know, nationally here in the United States with 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 different types of social unrest. And here you are rolling up your sleeve saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to positively impact the lives of entrepreneurs um, in different parts of, of the world and help them get their dream off the ground. I mean, that is fantastic. So I, I commend you for that. I think it's just so awesome, man. Oh, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, speaking of hopes and dreams here, I feel like we should end on a, on a, you know, positive note as possible. Um, so clearly we've been, you know, we've had a lot of our plans thrown out the window, um, with, with 2020 and, you know, the realities of, of a, of a global pandemic, but I wanted to get from you, what are you most excited about? Um, for the rest of the year ahead, because, you know, obviously the year looks a, a little different than uh, probably we were all expecting, but, you know, what, what gets you, uh, makes you excited in the morning when you think about, you know, what's ahead for, for you and your organization? I am excited to, you know, to, to I'll, I, I guess I'll be, I was going to give you a kind of a, kind of a cliche answer. I'll, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I am excited to try to raise as much support as I can through, through donations, through grants, through volunteers, through, through whatever it is, just to kind of, kind of get a, get a, I don't know, a big, huge, I was going to say war chest, but I don't, I don't, I'm trying not to use war language, but just a huge pile of support. I'm, I am excited to finish the year getting as much support as we can so that, um, when we start 2021 and, and hopefully things have settled down a little, you know, but, but who knows, but, but just, I, I feel like we have two 
great solutions to offer to the world. Two solutions that I believe in with my whole heart. One of them is the shoe that grows and that whole program. And the other is the pursuit incubator. And so like my job right now is, is to raise money and, 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 you know, friends and support. And so like, I am so excited to, to go above and beyond my goals as I finish the year to raise as much support as I can and plug it into these solutions and plug it into these projects. Because even, like I said, over 200 people have applied to be a part of our, our pursuit incubator, but we just don't have the capacity to take everybody. And I want to take everybody. So we just need more support. Right. So like, I am so excited. I've, we have a mission I believe in. We have solutions I believe in. And I'll, I'll finish with this image. And, and this might be an image I, I hang on to for, for a couple years. But I'm so excited to um, create, you know, opportunities for empowerment and, and all this stuff. So that in a couple years, if I could come back to medics, if I could come back to the kickoff campaign, we're not talking about my shoes at that campaign. But I, I bring with me three or four of the entrepreneurs that we're working with in our program. And now the medics team, instead of helping work with, uh, you know, new ideas for our shoes and how to update our shoes. Now I, we're telling the stories of these awesome global entrepreneurs and their products. And now the medics team is helping innovate for them and getting awesome. connected to them. And that's really what I'm just so passionate about. I love our shoes. We're always going to work with our shoes. It's, it's my baby in a lot of ways. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it, it, if the world is going to experience solutions to problems, they're not all going to come from Kenton Lee, right? <laughs> you know, they're, they're going to come from these amazing people who live right there and experience it every day. And they've got great ideas for how to solve it. And if I can do anything to help their ideas come to life, I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm going to do that as much as I can for as long as I can and involve as many people as I can. That's so awesome. that's, that's what gets me going. So awesome. speaking of which, if people are hearing this right now and you know, they want to get involved and they want to learn more about the organization and, and maybe show their support, uh, where's the best place for them to be going? Best place is our website uh, because just like the word because international.org, you can learn about the shoe that grows. You can learn about our pursuit incubator you can see some of the students, some of the entrepreneurs we're working with and their ideas. Um, yep, that's the best place to go because international.org. Thank you, Ken. That's yeah, all. thank you so much hey, for speaking to us. This was fun. I like talking yeah. to you guys. Yeah, yeah well, we'll make this a tradition. Every two years, we'll have you back on. And, you know. <laughs> let's, let's do it. I'll see you in two years. Thank you for listening to The Purpose Podcast with Andrew Lamoris. For more information about this podcast, our blog, and Andrew's book, check out PurposefulCEO.com.